Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Oda Fest podcast. Is I'm that what here. we're doing? Yeah, I'm oh, here, and I'm so here. are you two. I'm here. I'm Nancy, I'm, but here. I'm here, and you're not. And Jay's here, here. and here. Angelo's here. Oh, you're here in like the the the, the auditory sense, you mean? Yes, not uh, the physically present sense. Uh that makes. Why sense. not though? Well, because we're being responsible adults. And also, I've been stuffing my face thanks to the Lunar New Year. Nice. Indeed. Happy Lunar New Year to everyone who celebrates. It is now, by the time that you listen to this, the year of the tiger. The year of Sagat. Tiger year. Tiger shot. Tiger shot. Tiger shot. Tiger shot. (laughs) Tiger, tiger. Tiger knee. He's like a Pokemon. He's like a Pokemon. He just, everything is, except if he was a tiger, he'd just go tiger, tiger, tiger knee, tiger shower. Yeah. Speaking of Pokemon. Yeah. You two wanted to talk about Arceus. Well, not just any Arceus. I wanted to talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus. Tell me more. Uh, so I there didn't is the... really know why they were making this game. I'll, I'm going to put it out th- like right there because I think it's considered a core series game at this point. It's not just like an offshoot. But I wasn't really sure what they were originally doing when they were announcing it. People were like, oh, it's like Breath of the Wild. It's open world. It's interesting. Um, the graphics are scuffed as hell. Uh, the animations are dated. But it looks really fun. <laughs> so, like, uh, full disclosure, I don't have a Switch, so I haven't played it. I've just watched. Me neither. I have watched, watched about 10 Twitch hours friends. worth of. I've watched about 10 hours of Let's Play at, at this point. But I think wow. you're right. It doesn't seem like it's, a, it's a, a side game or an offshoot or something of that nature. It seems like it was a core experience that they were trying to build there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yes. what they were doing with Let's Go Eevee or Sword and Shield. And yes. the reality is, like, it's it's the biggest deviation that we've seen from the Pokemon formula in 25 years. There yeah, have like been that's not people... a that, that's not a side game, like because they have puzzle games and all that kind of stuff. But this is unique. It has uh, grown up. It feels like there have been people who've who've been born, grown up gotten married and had children who would then go on to play Pokemon games since the Pokemon formula changed. True. That's how stale the Pokemon, like like Pokemon Sword and Shield wasn't that different from Pokemon Red and Blue. Let's be real here. And it's, uh, it's closer to, the, yes, it's closer to like the other games, whereas... This is a this is an interesting premise. It, it revisits a, a region that they've been to before, which is Sinnoh, which is Generation Four, which is my favorite generation because um, I really and love basically Platinum. Basically, do like a like an isekai. Your yes. your your Pokemon trainer is thrown back in time by Arceus to go build a Pokedex because that is the way that the God Pokemon do. Yes, it's like young it child. Has been- Go back to the past and enslave my people. It has been decreed. It is when you put it that way. It is uh, kind of absolutely up. right. 
it is just weird in in a lot of ways but anyways there's a lot of cool kind of stuff like i said it's an open world so it has quite a large map uh from what i've seen there's a lot of region specific pokemon um and there are sort of lots of open world style of gameplay so we've got like I mean, flash, fast travel has existed in Pokemon for a long time because Fly exists as an HM. But like there's... Uh, and riding Pokemon has existed since I think Gen well, 5 or 6 Red maybe? and Blue, you could ride a Pokemon using Surf or you could use a bike. I guess, mm. but it's so. not... But they didn't have like additional functionality. It was just a mode of travel. Whereas exactly. I've seen some Pokemon, they can sort of access different areas because they oh. have a thing. And that's sort of, again, similar to HMs, but it's made to be played in an uh, open world style. So it feels more organic than you approaching a bush and then being like, I would like cut, please. <laughs> uh, instead of, uh, you know, like you go up and then you've got this, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's like this uh, bear Pokemon that can dig for stuff instead that's what i've gotten as far as to what the let's play was watching um anyway i don't know it just feels a lot more organic there's a lot of uh you know you go into an open field or whatever area you are in and there's lots of wild pokemon um you can see if they're shiny in the overworld as well you can battle them like you would normally you can sort of sneak up on them and huck a ball at the back of their heads one of the uh uh, violent (laughs) one of the greatest (laughs) things about it rather like not great isn't like good but great isn't one of the biggest the discourse around the game people can't decide if it's good or not yet a lot of people i I, I can get that a lot of people are like oh my god, this is the greatest Pokemon game I've ever played. Jesus Christ, it's an absolute challenge. I finally feel like I'm a gamer. Well, as as other people are like, oh, oh, look at how they massacred my boy. boy. (laughs) Why would they do this to me? I came out here for a nice, comfortable Pokemon experience and they've taken it all away from me. They've taken it all. I have to aim my Pokeballs now. I have to lock on. I have to have reflexes in the open world. They're both easier and more difficult in in different ways. It's, It's really interesting because I think that there's a real good formula here. I don't think this particular game is going to be the best of the lot. But I feel like going forward, they're going to be making more of these style of games for different regions. I also feel like um, there there's things to be improved upon. I'm not just talking about graphics, um, but like one thing I haven't seen so far, but it has a feel that, you know, it could happen. It has a sort of Pokemon Snap feel because you're in the environment with the Pokemon. But in Pokemon Snap, I mean, there's a lot of, obviously it's scripted, but like there's a lot of inter-Pokemon interactions, whereas I haven't seen any in uh, Arceus where I feel like they could have, because obviously, again, they're out in an open field. You see, you know, if there's a Geodude and a Ponyta, shouldn't they interact some way in each other? Like instead of just sort of hanging around in their own groups. And that's more of a... Pokemon Sword and Shield from what I've seen where, you know, you just have a bunch of wild Pokemon hanging out in their little clans or whatever. So there's 
there's things to be done, but this is probably the most story forward and character forward uh, iteration of Pokemon. Like, I'm not joking. Like, over the past, since Pokemon came out, the the game formula hasn't changed. Sure, they added Mega Evolutions in one and Gigantamax in another. But that's not really different. That's not a game changer. That's just a different battle mechanic. This is the first time in a long time, like, where a a, a main Pokemon game has been significantly different. Mm -hmm. Uh... The 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 clo- the only other times where Pokemon has been different are like offshoots, like Pokemon Pinball, where you're not playing Pokemon, you're playing pinball. Uh right. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, where it's not really a Pokemon game. It's 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 like a, a a mystery sort of like adventure game with Pokemon as the characters. Uh or like Let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu, where they were just like, you know what would be great? What if we removed all the battles with with wild Pokemon and turned it into the cell phone game? Yeah, and then also, I think just sort of, it's still one. a rehash of of the old generation, right? But everything else about it was the same. Yeah, so even like, this, like is... this takes place in a known area, but it's not the same game as any of the Gen Four stuff. Uh, basically, the long, st- like, long story short of it for me is that watching this game makes me want to play it. And I have said many times that I thought I had left Pokemon behind, in a sense. Like, or you Pokemon have had left me that behind. more than once. Yeah, like it's obviously, you know, marketed for kids kind of thing. It's still obviously mar- marketed for kids, but it just feels like it could appeal to an old millennial man you know honestly i'm in the same boat i i kind of want to get a switch to just to try out this game <laughs> yeah. it looks yeah it looks different <laughs> like it, I, I won't lie i i've thought about like i have one friend who like is very you know is a big pokemon fan and i'm like mm-hmm. i kind of want to ask them if they have it yet so i can come over and try and play <laughs> <laughs> wow Hey, that's like that's just the that's the way to do that's it. That's just ninety vibes. That's just nineties vibes. You go over to your friend's house. You had the PlayStation. They had the N sixty four, and sometimes and you'd switch going back and forth to each other's places so you could play the different games. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that nice. was that was how it was. Like that's the, the way the GBA, that I did it. The GBA and GameCube days. Yeah, that's Definitely. how I did it growing up, sharing the games with the friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep no it's totally totally true uh, definitely I, moved I, away from that as we moved away from physical media yeah i really can't put exactly my finger on why i think it's compelling but it just looks fun so uh there's a lot of polish that they really needed to put in that game honestly they should have if i had a, anything to say about it i would tell them to take another year <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, wow! Like it's not—it's not buggy. I want to be clear. I haven't seen major bugs or anything in it, and I have watched ten hours of gameplay. From I will say that it could use a lot of polish. From like a business perspective, putting something out at the beginning of the year like this, at the beginning of January, is kind of like putting it out to die. Uh, every Christmas season just passed. That just passed. Everyone spent their money back then. Everyone's just barely recovering their finances right now. A video game, a new game, isn't the first thing that everyone wants. So it's like 
They could have delayed it to the summer, polished it off, put three more leaves per tree to make it look like it's not completely barren. There are oh, some geez. really scuffed and excuse me, animations. Oh, um, no. I think it, it, it's mostly distance based. So like Still. if you if it's within uh. like maybe like 20 meters, it's not bad. But then like after like that point, instead of running full animation, they run keyframe animation. So it'll be like, it'll be, you know, like flap, 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 instead of flap, 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 you know, flutter, flutter, flutter. And it's not like the Switch can't handle it. I understand that the Switch isn't the most impressive hardware out there, but there Mm -hmm. have been some impressive looking things on the Switch. Whereas, quite frankly, Pokemon Arceus Legends kind of looks like a PS2 game. Yeah, the problem is like, quite frankly... Final Fantasy X on the PS2 <laughs> looked better. Oh, Sword and God. Shield, Sword and Shield uh, was kind of criticized for its graphics, but it's worse than graph uh, than Sword and Shield. But then the problem is you have games like um, Pokemon Snap, uh, the new one, which was quite nice, I think, in terms of uh, the Pokemon graphics. And I know that again, it's different because it's open world processing versus like very much a set rail shooter type thing but it does show you that they probably could have taken some more time to polish it and i don't think it actually fully utilizes the switch's hard uh hardware even though the hardware is limiting because again you do have other uh, uh what do you call it you have other examples in breath of the wild for example which isn't the greatest because when you talk about uh I've heard like I've heard and seen a couple of clips of Breath of the Wild being run on like PC hardware through emulation and at like 60 frames per second or 144 frames per second or something like that. It looks amazing. And then you see what happens on when you run it on Switch and you're like, I am sad, but you can at least understand where it is, where the limitations are, and Arceus still doesn't match up to it. <laughs> and you're kind of like, okay. You know, you guys are a big studio. You could have waited. You could have done a little bit more work on it, but all right. Speaking of of uh, really big studios, mm-hmm. Sony just acquired another big studio to well, add to Sony- their portfolio. So yeah. Bungie, the developer behind some legendary, absolutely legendary franchises, Bungie made Halo. That was theirs until Microsoft shuffled some business assets and sent it off to 434. Yeah. Uh, Destiny is is Bungie's current thing. Spent the, Notoriously, their plan was like $500 million over the course of like five or ten years into Destiny. And mm-hmm. while at first it was kind of a flop, at this point, a lot of people really freaking love Destiny 2. Sony bought them. Sony, Sony owns Bungie now. And this is this is coming off the news like last week where where Microsoft had bought Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And I got to I with this kind of timing, Bungie isn't anywhere near as big as Activision Blizzard. But I have to wonder. I have to wonder about the timing. Like did did someone at Microsoft hear Wait, what? Sony? Sony is in talks with Bungie to 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 buy, but no, Bungie was ours. 
Bungie, like they weren't uh, ours. Well, ours, Bungie has, a, but yeah, but it's like been they a were long ours. Time. It's been a I long mean, time. And then, okay, and so, then Microsoft was like, "We we need to show Sony who's the boss." Here's here's what really happened. Here's what really happened. Microsoft bought uh, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, which were PS2s. Yep, that was rare. Uh, So now Sony is buying the studio that made Halo. And then Microsoft's going to retaliate with buying Square Square Enix. Oh, my God. And then Sony's going to buy uh, 2K... And then, oh, no. yeah, it's just it's just a little baby fight. They're going, like, no, you bought my thing. Well, I'm going to buy your thing. Slap okay. fight. Exactly. The biggest question is once everything is done and over with, once the dust is settled, once 10 years have passed, Nintendo's mm-hmm. going to get in on it, and who is going to be left for them to buy? No one. They don't need anyone. They have all of their own first party stuff. They don't need to they don't need to worry about other developers. Oh, no. I know they don't need to. But, <laughs> I, but I honestly, say that I feel facetiously. like I feel like they would. I feel like they would try to get into that set, sort of uh slapping fight ten <gasps> okay. years so, later. So here's the thing, here's the thing. It, after it ended. Do you think they'd they'd want to buy Zynga? That'd just be the most hilarious comfort. Actually circle. Microsoft owns them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. that Activision, is the one I was thinking of. I thought Activision it would just be a really funny full circle. Owns, uh, owns Zynga. They bought them in the same week that Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard. Yep. <laughs> it might have even yeah. been a, for all I know, it might have even have been a condition of sale. They're like, like, you get this group as well, and then we'll buy you so that your total valuation is included or something. I don't know. Could have been. Um, sort of tying this back into the first part of our conversation here. I wonder if Game Freak could get bought out by a non-Nintendo company. Oh my god. But Game Freak, so I have mentioned this before, but Pokemon is the largest media franchise uh, with the most worth in the world. It surpasses Disney, it surpasses Marvel, surpasses all the big american sort of or western uh uh what do you call it corporations and brands and franchises pokemon kind of is big. number one that being said uh i don't know i don't think sony could buy it i think microsoft could because if we're talking pure like valuation microsoft, microsoft actually could. has the money Sony, I actually don't think has the money, or if they did, it would be like, it would be not something that I see them doing as much because they don't uh, have as much money, for example. And then you have Nintendo. Yeah, Uh and then you have Nintendo, obviously, who doesn't really do that thing. They don't really go out and acquire, as to my knowledge, maybe in the past they used to, but they don't really do that they, they have really their don't. in-house they have their in-house and they obviously have a very strong relationship with game freak and mm-hmm. certain other companies like uh, capcom i would say as well um but on the whole they're not interested in acquiring more as uh, uh assets business assets all that kind of stuff even through strong partnership so but one day you know microsoft might be like is a hundred billion dollars enough <laughs> to God. Game Freak or someone? And uh, yeah, maybe. 
you know, I don't actually. How much is Pokemon worth? I want to see that right now. I have no idea. I I legitimately could not even guess how much Pokemon is worth. Like I, is it a hundred billion? Someone could say that Pokemon is worth a trillion that? dollars, and I would be like, yeah, okay, sure, like, makes how sense. You, how does one As, even evaluate like the I mean, value I of a know. property like that? But uh, it says on the Wikipedia that uh, in the list of highest grossing media franchises, Pokemon sits on top at $109 billion. In second place at 88.5. And we have talked about this on podcasts before. I remember this. But it's Hello Kitty. (laughs) Number three. Number three, Mickey Mouse. And friends apparently is the branding at Sanrio is more valuable than freaking Mickey. Yeah, apparently. I know. That's, well, surprised. I can sort of see that because Disney really markets the Mickey brand only in like Disney theme parks. We don't get a lot of Mickey uh, TV shows or movies. Well, not anymore. Back in like the nineties, like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely cult, my my vision on this is definitely colored as a nineties child. But back in the nineties, Mickey was freaking everywhere. But to be that's fair, the Hello Kitty in Hello Kitty for has Asia, been very right? prominent. Hello Kitty is everywhere too. Hello yeah, Kitty so was to think always of the Asian, prominent to me. You had to think of the Asian market where, yeah. uh, pen, like that's actually one of the biggest things because um, Nintendo and Nintendo is very global. Uh, PlayStation is fairly global, but they're very centered in Asia. Like they're that's their number one, uh, uh, sort of area. Whereas, like you know, Nintendo with with the help of like Pokemon and their own first party stuff, they're fairly global in their appeal. And then you have Xbox, which is actually very Western and almost has no like Asian penetration in terms of uh, market share. So. That's not that surprising. Number four is Winnie the Pooh at eighty-one. So you've got like a you got three of them at eighty billion, but that's still pretty a far cry from their thirty billion dollars behind Pokemon. Yeah, um, and Star all of Wars those, is after that. All of those on top of that, they had like twenty, thirty, a hundred years on Pokemon. Also true. Like, like they, they're trying to play catch up. When they yep. had decades head start. Mickey Mickey Mouse was uh, the year of inception here is 1928. Pokemon is 1996. Uh, I, I, oh, Disney Princess is like number six or seven, and they are $46 billion, but they were created in 2000. So they're newer, and so was Marvel. Marvel is 2008 at $38 billion. All right, um, so if you if you consider all of Disney's holdings, it's bigger than Pokemon, yes, which I guess shouldn't be surprising. Brand, that actually makes sense. Yeah, as a but singular their individual brand, franchises aren't. Yeah, so I don't know. Like again, it does does Microsoft? I I, I think I have to pick up Microsoft because it's certainly not going to be like Microsoft. I don't think Amazon really cares. Disney Out of the gaming might, companies. Out of the gaming companies, Microsoft would probably be the only one who could do it. Disney, yeah. and, then the, I, and then there's like a Dis, Disney might just because they're an entertainment brand, right? It would make sense 
for Disney to yeah. do it, but I, would, I kind of would hate to Disney see Pokemon sucks at under making Disney. video games. That's like, not entirely true. When was what was the last good Disney video game? Probably Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> that uh, wasn't even Disney though. Which like, is that one was of the... that was Disney signing licenses to Square. Yeah. Yeah, but make no make no mistake that they had a say in it. Because oh, no, they, they absolutely they had a let, say in the narrative and the use cool. of their characters. Exactly. Yes. But yeah. beyond that, it was all Square doing everything else about it. Let's be real. Like if okay, Disney then bought the last... Pokemon, Pokemon video games would effectively be dead. The last good Disney game is a little known racer called Split Second that I I've love never with heard of all this. my heart. It was sort of like uh, I think there's a game called like Burnout or something like that. It's sort of like a you know more mature version of a Mario Kart where you're like driving around, but instead of like hurling bananas and shells and things that like your car, your your player vehicle could sort of instead of shooting missiles and stuff like that, you built up points during the course of the racing. Uh, like maybe you'd be drifting or drafting or you know. Uh, hitting certain top speeds to get you bonuses and then you would hit those hit like uh, you would fill a meter full of points and you could use those points by destroying parts of the track so it would change the track uh, or activating props along the track to like demolish other racers god damn it was really fun we used to play at land games a lot it's super huh. unpolished now <laughs> it was made in like 2002 or something. So it has all the uh, polish of 2002, but it was a really fun game and it was made by Disney Interactive Studios. And oh, I know that enough. they'll never work on it again. And it no annoys me because you can find the game on Steam. Split Second oh, is on what? Steam, but it's still $20 and they'll never ever change the price. Classic no Nintendo one, so 2002, pricing. the last time Not Disney Nintendo made pricing. Video game. I know, Disney, but that Disney. is classic Nintendo pricing. Yep. I guess, yeah. But yeah, uh, I know that. I, I don't even care about the sale part of it. I just know that they'll never work on it. And it's actually a very, uh, very fun game. It's $23. <laughs> but yes, I rest my case that uh, if if Disney bought Mo Pokemon, the games would be dead. It would be a TV series only. That Oof. would be the end of it. Oof. And other video games that are getting TV series, Halo. Mm -hmm. Yes. So tell me more about this because I didn't hear a whole lot about it other than, you know, the literal headline, Halo's getting a TV series. Who's Same. making it? Who's in it? Who's directing? Who's producing? Is it, is it I like... have never played even like a minute of Halo. I don't Same. know really? Jack about the chief man, the Jack Halo. You guys don't know Mr. John Chef? Halo. John Halo. Mr. Oh Chef. Oh my God. Master... They don't know. They don't Mr. know. Mr. Chef. They don't know I Captain know, King. I, I, oh my god! I, I read some of the novels, the <laughs> novelization of of uh, they're okay. good. They're actually pretty fun. So, but so let me let I don't me know give you guys the, the synopsis of the Halo video game. Can I just interject very quickly and add okay. that the only Halo related media that I have enjoyed in my years alive. What count among them are A, a fanfic, and B, uh, B Monty, the... Ohm's, Monty Ohm's beloved, like, Machinima oh. using 
using Halo. Yes, um, okay. yep, what yep. was it? Some Final Fantasy thrown in there, and then, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Yeah, that was fun stuff. I was going to ask if it was the Master Chief on Shrek uh, fanfic, but okay. It was the fic that was uh, about Mistress Chief, actually. Mistress Chief? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wow, that was a different... You know what? Yep. (laughs) Okay, so we know nothing about about the Halo TV series, but clearly we know everything about the the Halo-adjacent fan works. I'm pretty sure we how, don't even need to talk about the Halo TV series. I think we only need to talk about this Halo How fantasy. likely are they going to be to get no. even half as good as Red vs. Blue? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I don't Red think they can. Blue. Like, the, the Halo has been... Halo is great. Let's be real. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed the, the Combat Evolved multiplayer I never actually played the other multiplayers. If I wanted to, I could go play Halo Infinite right freaking now, except I would have to either log in or make a Microsoft account. Who knows? But I have no desire to actually watch a Halo TV series. Really? Really. Like zero zero curiosity. None whatsoever. I've got to say that, like I said, I did read a couple of the uh, novelizations. I don't know if they're novelizations of the game. I think they're more like slightly expanded universe kind of stuff. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was called like Fall of Reach. It was like a, for me not having played any of the games. Like I thought it was a well written story. If they fall like if they follow something like that. Um, even as a guideline with that kind of writing, I think there's a lot of interest. I mean, obviously there's an existing fan base, but um, from the trailer I saw, which looked like it was decent, uh, it could probably carry, you know, like a good 12, 13 episode, you know, series to start and see where it goes from there. Uh, I would like, as someone who has not played the game and only knows some of the storyline and the characters, I think it would be really good if they actually approached it from like a very casual perspective of like, you know, maybe I don't, I don't know what this is going out on. I think it's like Paramount or somebody's putting this. Paramount Plus. So, okay. That's a streaming service. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is supposed to be more of a love letter to fans. Um, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I think it would be good for the audience as a whole if they approached it sort of from the beginning. I disagree. Rather, think, if they I, approach I it from know. the beginning, if they approach it from the beginning and basically adapt the story of the games, they might be able to do pretty well. The one thing, the one thing I really hope they don't do, the one thing that video game to, to, to screen adaptations almost always do. Screw up. They dumb it down. They ignore the game material. They add new characters as an audience analog. They do a ton of things to piss off fans while right. trying to cater to people who have no idea what they're actually looking at. So like, the most recent example that I know of, and I will say that I didn't watch the movie, so I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like the last project that was probably close to the scope in terms of having, you know, that very established player base uh, was probably the Warcraft movie. And I'm pretty sure they didn't approach it from that. I think it was very much a strict love letter to strict fans. And oh, yeah. it flopped hard. Oh, yeah. No, so that, that one had other problems, too. 
But it so, didn't look like it would have problems. You know what I mean? Like, did you see the trailer? The entire trailer looked like a big problem. <laughs> they were they were trying to pass off like PS2 graphics as a freaking movie. Let's oh. let's just let's just come down to it and say that the only very successful video game movies have been Free Guy, which is like fairly Was recent. Free I think it's Guy like one or two years actually ago. Actually successful. I think commercially, I yeah. I mean, I didn't I think go commercially watch it, was fine. But trailer looked And fun. then the other one, which also had Ryan Reynolds in it, was Detective Pikachu, which yes. I have said before is a video game movie. It's not like a per- it's not a perfect adaptation of the video game, but it uses all the assets and the idea behind it. So I don't know. The, the I I will always argue that whenever a video game uh, to TV or movie adaptation comes out, error on the side of it's going to be bad. Like, I'm, I, I, I want good things to exist in the world. I don't think the Halo TV series is going to be good. The last time that I was proven wrong about a video game to, uh, to other thing adaptation was Arcane, actually. And Arcane I was, was going to say... Arcane was pretty but amazing. I haven't seen it yet because it's on Netflix. I don't have Netflix. But well, like, if you compare Arcane to Warcraft, I I haven't seen the Warcraft movie. Well, I, was gonna I literally say, saw like, the trailers and then it? I noped out after that. Arcane looks good. The Warcraft movie it? looked like garbage. It it did not look good. It did not look appealing at all. Arcane, absolutely appealing. Uh, no, but I'm saying like the, like we were talking about. You know, stylistically, how are they approaching um, the storytelling, Arcane. and who and who are they trying to appeal to? Because I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not. I I just feel that way about like the Halo series. But Arcane was obviously is a is obviously a commercial success and a critical success. I haven't seen it yet either, but I know these things about it. So what so did they do that was right? Is with the probably other thing the Arcane? best way. Aside from being visually appealing, visually appealing. It was extremely well choreographed. All of the cinematography in Arcane was amazing, spot on. Absolutely. And on top of that, for story-wise, it was a new story for fans of the game because it expanded on lore that was already there and answered questions that were previously unanswered. And you didn't need to know previous lore to enjoy it. There was a lot of things in there for the fans that that plebs like me never understood, never saw coming. But the fans, they were like, oh, I saw the guy's name in the subtitles. Holy shit. Things are going to get real. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, as, as again, a non-league enjoyer. Same. Everything about it was written in a way there was no audience analog there was no character that was just inserted and out of place so that the to be a pair of pants for the audience to wear none of that bullshit it was just okay these are the characters of the story these are who's there we're not adding anyone extra to pander to the audience we're just showing you what's going on there was a lot of show not tell and I love it yes. when you can carry off very good storytelling with very relatable characters who have a lot of depth with show not tell. And Arcane does that so well. Did like, you play League, Nancy? Nope. 
Not okay. even a little bit. So Never I, 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 I was curious because... Like I assume Angelo has played some because Dio. No, has I've, played. I've literally never installed the game, and I refuse. Okay, I, I used to play League, but I, have I, I seen you it. can't call me a League fan anymore. I have seen a few a minutes time. of gameplay of it. It's okay. very similar to uh, Dota Two, which I do have some experience with. Then you know you you apply these things because again I asked how did Arcane do it, and we clearly have people who are like. Fans of the genre, but not fans of the game. Fan of like, as and when I say the genre, I mean like you being a nerd and wanting to see good adaptations and good story about anything, really, uh, regardless of how much you might be into it. But clearly, when they they've done something right, maybe they can do the same with Halo. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. There's so much like lore. There's a lot of good story. There's, yeah. Ways to expand the the the, the universe that mm-hmm. they could make a very good TV show. Mm-hmm. I just have no faith in it. I mean, you Do could you also think... just be a very jaded person. I am. For I I try to be optimistic about most things. When it comes Are... to video game to TV or movie adaptations, I am pessimistic by default. Arcane yeah, is is um, animated. Like CGI, right? Yes. And, and Halo is supposedly going to be live action, right? It's it's live action. I oh I would say that that's always going to be the problem. Like, I mean, we talked about it's it. It's always going to be more difficult. Bebop. And it's so much, much harder live to action. control visual when it's a live action yes. actual so, camera that you have to work with. Mr. Sure. Chef is like a seven foot ten uh, muscle bound hunk in an absolute giant fucking uh, space suit who never shows his face. I guarantee you they're going to screw that up in the first episode. Uh, basically, everyone that he interacts with on the other team, everyone that Ma- Mr. Chef is always looking at is some crazy fucking alien thing. It's going to just be like, they're, they're going to be using so much CGI that why the hell did they bother with live action in the first place? Let's be real. Uh, if the CGI is not up to scratch, it's going to look ho- awful. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they're filming live, it's going to kind of limit their their use of like of, of, of actually, I don't know. I shouldn't speak about that. I was going to say, oh, it's going to limit the set use like simpler sets that actual people can actually be in. And mm. I mean, no, that that's discounting the creativity of the people who are actually creating the sets and shooting. the So I mean, like, My point thing... about them using so much CGI that they uh-huh. might as well animate it anyway. <laughs> That's not I, a bad I'm going point to, to make. I'm going to stand by that one. But it's uh, still probably going to be bad. Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, uh, we nerdy folk really just, ha- we always want it to be successful. You know, we want uh, the things that I we want love, to the live franchises in a world that with we like. Things. Yes, but if we have if been Halo let down comes out many, many times, and everyone is like, "Yeah, you you better watch this Halo thing." It was good. I I didn't watch the Witcher Netflix series for the longest time because I had no interest in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Dio like sat me down and was like, "Watch the Witcher," and I watched it, and it was great. <laughs> but yeah. also, the Witcher was so. not. Uh, an adaptation of the game. It is an adaptation of the books. Of the novels, uh, yeah. Also true. So that is, 
I don't a know if that's a hundred percent fair all the time, but novelizations into books seem to be generally okay because Jurassic Park is a movie from a book. <laughs> you know, there are many, many successful uh, examples of that. But to I say will, from mm. video games, it is it's pretty dodgy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm split halfway on that one. Um, There are plenty of things that I don't think made good adaptations from books. And I think it's because when you have an audience that is captive with, you know, visual, audio, you know, they're going through that full like AV sensical experience. It's it's hard. Like it it makes it so much harder to enact that passing of time without without boring them to death. Like, they don't really want to see the entire expanse of Tolkien's description of the forest, but they do still Let's want to real. see the forest. Oh, my God. Every, one, of, one of the one things that Lord of the Rings nerds are always like, oh, they cut Tom Bombadil from the movie. No one <laughs> cares about Tom Bombadil. If, <laughs> if you put Tom Bombadil in the I movie... Cared. The movie would have been worse off okay. for him. Like Tom Bombadil I, is pretty cool, but I, the movie's better without him. I'm gonna we're we're about near the end of the episode, but uh, just to close off here, I not I'm not even sure what point I'm making, but I did quickly Google um, best video game movies. Okay. Oh, and I'm I have two lists. One is from a site called Games Radar, and the other one is Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Oh, good. From Games Radar, going from number one down to, I'm not going to go all the way top 10, but I am going to do give, like. Give us like five. Okay. Number one on Games Radar is Detective Pikachu. Fair. Yeah, of course. Followed by Tomb Raider, Assassin's what? Creed, what? Resident um... Evil, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Whoa. In num- what? Number Whoa. six, we'll call it, we'll call it the honorable mention in this category. Warcraft. What? Um Wait, was Warcraft in... actually good, but just a commercial flop because it was hideous to look at? Okay, I don't so know. here's what I know about the Warcraft movie. There were some diehard fans who absolutely Wait, hated this, the this, fact this that was it was the wasn't... gamer site, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, uh, sorry, Nancy. And, but, but Nancy. Like, yeah. there... So I know someone very closely who is who loves like the world of Warcraft and like all Warcraftian lore and yeah. like they enjoyed parts of the Warcraft movie. They didn't love it, but they certainly were like, you know, yeah, that was a good choice for for right. lots of parts of the movie. So it's not like an absolute and total flop and I think it really matters what mentality you enter the movie with. Okay. So I think that is all fair. I am going to tell you the, you know, top five-ish of... Uh, so that was the gamer's t- choice. Rotten ones. Tomatoes. Tell us the Rotten, rotten tomatoes. tomatoes. Tell us the tell normies me, Tell choice. me Rotten Tomatoes. I want to hear this one. At 86% certified fresh. It's something called... And it was released in 2021. Werewolves Within. I have never heard of what? that. <laughs> what? But that you know is what? the category. Get rid of that because it's so niche and so new that it okay. doesn't have enough people actually sure. I'm actually happy calling it are, shit. Are you I, ready for number two? Are you ready for number two? 
Is it not Detective Pikachu? Hit me. The Angry Birds Movie 2. No. <laughs> released in 2019. What? N- <laughs> number three is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Number four is Sonic the Hedgehog. No. It's even So Sonic Hedgehog is uh, top five on both lists, to be clear. Number it's even higher five, than on the other one. Number five is Mortal Kombat, uh, the one released in 2021. So new one. Oh. Um, we did talk about that on podcast before. And then we have like, that, that's number five. Uh, number six is t- the 2018 Tomb Raider. Not with Angelina Jolie. I remember watching the one oh, with wait Angelina a minute. Jolie. Was, was the other list talking about the Angelina Jolie one or the new one? Uh, it is talking about the new one as well. Oh, okay, I thought it was talking about the Angelina Jolie one, and I was no, like, what no, the no. fuck are they on? I enjoyed um, that movie, but let's be real, it's not cinema. I like number, that movie, hey. Number 10 is Final Fantasy, <laughs> The Spirits Within. Whoa. What? I liked so, that movie, actually. It so holds up well. Spirits Within is pretty much regarded as, like, bad. Yeah. So it, the it fact that it made the top failure. 10... It was a commercial yeah. failure, but the movie itself is actually really good. Like it holds up pretty well. I I, I do want to say that um, it looks like the top ten here. Well, Final Fantasy was CGI, right? Yes, fully CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, but the remainder of the top nine, uh, or like with uh, Werewolves Within, whatever the hell that is, and all the other ones. They are all live action adaptations. They do include Weird. some animated ones like Pokemon movies and stuff like that, like the animated ones, which I don't understand why they're in here because they're not really adaptations. They're kind of core to their whole thing. Um, Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers is 19. And yeah. Yeah, just that's like fair. It, but it's all a little bit all over the place. But uh, what I'm trying to say is that we geeky boys and girls and whoever you may be out there, we do not have a lot going for us in terms of good adaptation media. <laughs> the fact that Final Fantasy Spirits Within is in the top 10 just shows how many... That means that there's like nine arguably good video game movies. I'm curious about this World's Within now, though. It was released last year and it has 86%. I've never heard of oh. it as a game. I need to Google that later. I suppose you'll have to go watch it because we're done. Yes. This was not the note I wanted to start the Lunar New Year on. Thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be okay. Maybe this is, maybe the, no, no, no. Technically for us, today is the eve. Tomorrow is New Year's for us. And True. Okay. So we're recording be, on the could eve. Be, there could be, yeah, yeah. We're leaving that behind we're leaving the bad energy behind and we're gonna go for the good stuff in this 2022 year of the tiger leaving for those who don't know lunar new year a really popular thing to do is to like clear out all of the bad mojo of the previous Mm -hmm. year like i Mm -hmm. just spent the last weekend just cleaning house like i have dusted everything i can dust i have washed things well now we've got the bad video game movies out of our system and now that i can forget about that too yep that can go into the previous year i will greet the the year of the tiger fresh goodbye goodbye everything goodbye (laughs) 
and see you next time. On the next episode of Oda Fast Podcast Z. Zed. Zed.